Hello, welcome to Spotlight, a laser beam of creativity from the island's arts community. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. This evening, we catch up with Manx Bard Michael Manning as he enters the home run of his time in the role. It may not be for everyone, but it's an adult panto in Peel. Oh no, it's not. Oh yes, it is. As is traditional on Spotlight, we hear just a little of this year's Cleveland medal-winning performance and get a taster of a large musical event which is taking place in Liverpool this weekend. Apparently. Remember, do get in touch with any creative artistic endeavours you may be involved in, planning, hoping to create or would really like to, yes, you know, put in the spotlight. Poetic, visual, comedy, musical, literary, mime, all the rest. Email me spotlight at manxradio.com or howardkane at manxradio.com. I read them both. Without further ado, we like to keep up to date with the goings-on of the Manx Bards here on Spotlight, what they've been up to, and of course, some of their beautiful poetry. Earlier today, I caught up with current bard Michael Manning to see how his bardic year had been going, and amazingly, discovered he's already on the homeward stretch of his tenure. I know, it's come round very fast. I'm into the, the final quarter, as it were, so it's the end of August when the uh, the tenure finishes, so it's been, uh, yeah, getting towards the end of my year. It's been a delight really and anything like you imagined i don't know whether you did think about it before you actually took took the role on but it was sort of anything like you imagined it would be or or, or totally different i didn't really have much in my head about what it could be really and so it's been just uh, an absolute revelation you know a revelation in terms of and um, the people i've been able to meet the things i've been involved in the sort of poetry that i've written and been asked to write as well just i would never have imagined it before the year started so it has been a, a real a real lovely year and i suppose that's one of the big sort of challenges or as you say perhaps uh, exciting things about being the bard and that if you were you know obviously you were writing a bit of poetry beforehand and enjoyed it but then in your bardic role exactly that as you hinted at there you've probably produced poetry in the last year that you would have never have done had you not been the bard. Absolutely. And and I think it's one of the great sort of privileges, but also responsibilities when people approach you and ask you to, to write something for them. There have been a number of anniversaries, there have been a number of other events that people have approached me and said, oh, can you write something on this? And it's always a it's always a privilege to be asked to do so, but it's also a sense of kind of terrified responsibility because you think, oh, how am I going to bring words to this and what are people going to think of it? And the, especially when it's things that you wouldn't necessarily be writing about, you know, normally. And so that's been um, been both a challenge, but a real delight as well. And to see the, the power that that can have for groups mm. and people when you kind of get it right is lovely as well. And that's the thing, though, isn't it? So it is getting it right because it's... In a way, there is no right or wrong with poetry, really, is there? Because it's 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 in the sort of the ear of the beholder. People will either like something or they don't. But you know, one person might think, "Oh, that's beautiful," another person might think, mm, "You know what? Didn't do much for me." It's 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 not like it's a right or wrong exam paper. Is no, it? absolutely, it's yeah. a very subjective thing. Yeah. Some people love the the rhyming poetry. Some people aren't fussed on that at all. And um, you know, and I've and I've experimented myself with different sort of forms throughout the year as well, which has been which has been good, I think, for me as a as a as a poet to um, explore different ways of writing and different sorts of poems and so that's been a you know another lovely opportunity really to explore some different things but yeah so not everything appeals to everybody by mm. any means mm. and do you ever get sort of nerves beforehand because you say when you get a sort of a commissioned piece as it were where someone's written and said, oh lovely you know would you be able to come along to our whatever function might be and obviously they're going to be expecting a 
a piece of poetry from you and uh, you're presumably going to have to come up with something to fit in with the evening. Is, is always that thinking, as you say, oh my lordy, what am I going to do for this one? Absolutely. And I mean, I think there's, particularly the bardic role, I think there's, there's a couple of different elements. It's not just the poetry. I mean, there's the poetry and the trying to get the right words down on the page, as it were. But then the, the whole other element of it is the public performance, is the, the reading, the recitation of it. And that's a whole different thing as well. And so I always get nervous before I do any public speaking, which is probably a good thing, really. <laughs> it's good for my preparation. But um, but yeah, there's always a sense of, oh, I wonder how this is going to go down. But there's been a number of times, I think, when you just glimpse the power of poetry, when you're in a room with people and you're reciting some poetry and you can tell, you know, you can sense the power that's there in, in the words. And that's, I think, just something that any art form can do. But, but poetry is particularly good at that. And you can see how moving and powerful that can be for people. And that's a very, a very special thing. Mm. And, and do you ever sort of, do you feel there's been any inspiration of new poets? Do people come up and have a chat afterwards, perhaps sometimes and say, oh, you know, because you quite often find, you know, closet poets, you know, looking around a bit, I write a bit of poetry. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think and one of the delights has been, you know, meeting lots of different people and realising how much poetry there is going on Mm. on the island, how many wonderful poets there are on the island. And uh, and that's been lovely. I was out running a workshop um, a few weeks ago as as part of the the Max Nature show that's been on at the cathedral with um, the biosphere people. And, And that was lovely, you know, people turning up and saying, oh, yeah, I write a bit of this and I write a bit of that. And that's just, you know, a lovely chance to share inspiration. That's glorious. And, and that presumably in that case all inspired by nature I'm assuming in that yeah, sort of area yeah, which yeah, lots absolutely. to go out on the Alaman I suppose yeah, yeah absolutely so uh, so yeah it's been it's been great so. and have you still been continuing with the I know you've been doing some prison workshops as well um, I haven't done any further ones at the prison mm-hmm. but um, but yeah those couple of workshops were, were a real a real kind of joy as well and so it's been yeah lots of different things so, which has been good yeah well it's terrific and I, I cannot believe that you say you, you're already on the uh, homeward stretch um, it's going to leave a bit of a hole presumably when, uh, when well it comes yeah to the end, you're going to think what, what do I do now uh, well absolutely so um, so yeah so it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how you transition out of being mm. the current bard as well I mean I, I know that you know many of the bards continue to be very active in the the arts and poetry scene on the island and I would hope that there would be a, a niche somewhere and um, to continue to kind of read and, and perform some poetry but um, but yeah it'll be a slightly different sort of rhythm of things I think when you're no longer the current one mm, so. absolutely right um, well, well, we'll catch up again before or just perhaps at the end of your uh, tenure. Unbelievably, I can't think it. We might get another one in before before you uh, are uh, succeeded by the next Manx Bard, which will be the... I've lost track now. You're the... I'm number eight. Eight, so. yeah. So we'll be on to almost into double figures, aren't we? Good Lord. Um, so perhaps a poem for us today, if, if, uh, if you could be so kind, if you had a nice one. Yes, I do. So this is one This is one that was written for commission. Um, the Manx Wildlife Trust are celebrating their 50th anniversary this year, and they very kindly invited me to write something to commemorate that. So I had a lovely time with them um, earlier on in the year, uh, you know, meeting some of the just inspirational people doing a lot for nature over here. And so this is called The Little Turn. Come, come with me to the airs. Watch a brave bird find shelter on the shingle shore, chattering a fierce courage past the tidal reach her wings warm with an African sun, seeking no more than the bent and marum beauty of the beach. Always there is the wind, always there is the sea, the living waters of the waves still hold our history. 
Come with me to the quiet hills. We are not the owners here. We are pilgrims beneath the vast cathedral sky amidst the golden-scattered stars of gorse, where purple heather thrills to falcon's cry and peat and stream and bog find their sweet source. Always there is the wind, always there is the sea. The silence is no silence but a thriving ecstasy. Come, come with me to close Sartfield and listen to the living insect hum alive with the glory of a meadow magnificence, where the torrents of the orchids bloom to outdo the butterflies in burnished brilliance. Always there is the wind, always there is the sea, the invitation to the weary to sit and rest and be. Half a century and more, the briefest flowering measured against the slow rock, a bright empowering of a people to see and feel and love this place, each rain-soaked sunshine day, an act of grace. And always there is the wind, and always there is the sea, always the radiant wonder of a world both wild and free. Lovely stuff. Benton, Marum, Beauty of the Beach, great line. Anyone who's been up onto the northern beaches will instantly get that picture in their, in their mind's eye. Um, you fond of that part of the island up that north? It's lovely right yeah, there. and yeah. I find it fascinating being on the how different the geography of the island is, isn't yeah. it? And when you're up on the northern beaches, you feel like you're a thousand miles from anyone. Yeah, and that's, uh, there's, a, sort of... there's a real special sort of beauty to that. Totally, yeah. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Lovely. Thanks ever so much for that. Beautiful piece. Very uh, evocative, that one. I thought really nice indeed. Um, thank you. Enjoy the last uh, few months and um, we'll maybe catch up just before you, either just before you, just as you're coming to the end of your tenure, unbelievably, and uh, we can have another little chat there, if you'd be so kind. That would be lovely. Thanks so much for the chat, Howard. Always good to see you. Lovely poem, that. One of my favourites, I think, of Michael's during his year so far. Really conjures up those wonderful, windswept, lonely stretches of beach on the northwest of the island. We'll have another poem from the youth bard, Hadassah Smith, in a week or two. Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Now, you might think panto season is over. Oh, no, it's not. Yeah, I know. For children, it probably is. But if you're an adult with a broad sense of humour and not the sort who's offended by some slightly more <clears throat> rustic language than we might normally hear here on Max Radio or indeed on stages around the Isle of Man, then a pantomime taking place in Peel this week might be right up your alley, as it were. I went along to final rehearsals at the Peel Centenary Centre to find out more and I spoke to director of what's been billed a filthy fairy tale, Victoria Reynolds. something that we've talked about for a while a good few years ago um, and we actually had it planned the year we went into lockdown um, so we did we were delayed by a year or so weren't we um, but yeah it's just something we've always wanted to do you know having done family panto for many years just take it that step further and enjoy it a bit more as adults so it is, yeah, the clues in the name of it, isn't it? It is an adult panto, so it's not one to bring uh, little Johnny and Samantha along to. No, no, so it's strictly 18 and above, um, ad uh, adults only. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, just a bit ruder, a bit cruder, a little bit of blue language. Not for everybody, you know, not, not for the easily offended, but 
you know, if you've got a good sense of humour and you like a, a little bit of something that pushes the boundaries, then this is the show for you. So tell us a bit about the actual show itself. Okay, so we're doing Sleeping with Beauty, um, which is, uh, yeah, a, a twist on the traditional tower, a filthy fairy tale, um, as the script writer puts it, a filthy fairy tale strictly for grown-ups. Okay, so I was going to say, is this something that's sort of off the shelf or something that's been tweaked for the old man or written, written by one of the cast? So it's been written by um, Tom Wally, and we've used Tom Wally's scripts for all of the adult panthers we do. We, we like the, the scripts that he puts out. We did do one of his family panther uh, scripts one year. That was um, Goldilocks and Three Bears. Um, so that was kind of what got us into reading his adult ones. And, uh, yeah, we, we enjoy them. So that, I think that helps when you go on stage and put it on for the audience. And what about uh, cast? We can hear them perhaps a little bit in the background. We've just been sitting in for a few moments. Things going very well. Coming up to the first night shortly, of course. So nerves are always getting a bit that way. Tell us a little bit about some of the people uh, in the show itself. Um, so we've got some familiar faces. Um, we've got Mark Britton, who's playing the prince. Eels, loves to, Eels loves to swear. Oh, yes, very much so. And uh, he likes a bit of ad-libbing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we can rely on He does on that him. in the non-rude panthers as well, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, to be fair, yeah. We do let him have a free reign and even more so with adult panto. Um, we've got Michelle Kane as the evil fairy. Um, Kaylee Smart as the good fairy. Lisa Miller is the princess. Um, Lawrence Watterson is our dame, the queen. And... Hopefully that's... Oh, and Amy Brown as Muddles the Jester. Uh-huh. That should definitely be everybody. Okay, so it is, a, it is a sort of a good against evil story, but with a bit of added filth. Yes. Yes, very much so. So so the tagline is, it started with a prick. Um, and yeah, there's... The spinning wheel has an interesting prick to it, so... That, that'll give you an idea. The mind boggles. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so it's um, yes, it is something. As you say, it, it's not. You're easily offended if you don't like a bit of bad language, a bit of crudity, or whatever. It's one of those ones that well, just don't don't come along. But if you like something a little bit broader, a bit more adult based, this is the one for you. Yes, very much so. Yeah, yeah, and you know, people people ask for it to come back. So you know, people that have been coming for the last couple of years, they enjoy it and they come back. So so we know we've got an audience out there. But yeah, it's. It's a bit niche in that, that respect. Okie doke. We, we have one of the uh, stars here who's just been just be strutting her stuff on stage in, um, I'm liking the whip and the boots, to be honest, but <laughs> just tell us your name. I'm Michelle Kane. Okie doke. And you are playing? Cara Bitch, the evil queen, fairy. fairy. Evil fairy, evil fairy. I want to be queen. Okay. Was this typecasting or? <laughs> not in the slightest. You know, can you not see that halo above my head? So is it, have you done more before, first, second, third? Yes, it's my second. Yeah. So I directed and um, starred in Cinders, which is the first one that we did, and I had the titular role. Um, that was really good fun to put together. Um, and yeah, so unfortunately I was out last year on maternity, but so happy to be back this year and taking on the Wicked role is just fabulous. So what do you like about doing the adult panthers? And is it just the fact that you get a chance to swear on the, on the stage and peel? even necessarily that I think we just you do have a lot more free reign you're not having to worry about oh no there's little ears listening or anything like that it's just do you know what this would be really funny and everybody goes yes that would be really funny and it's the things that you want to see that you want to hear the the cast saying on when they're on stage not necessarily oh no it is and oh yes it is it's oh (laughs) yeah so it's yeah you it's a lot more tongue-in-cheek and sort of not necessarily yeah. 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 
And it means you, you get a chance to dress up in leather trousers and uh, <laughs> as, a, as a madame. As a madame, yes. I mean, the whip has been so much fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see when you're on stage there, you seem to be quite enjoying that. I mean, yeah. Have you thought about a career change? or? <laughs> well, <laughs> that would be telling, wouldn't it? Um, no, but I don't think any cast or crew member has gone unscathed from it, so... <laughs> God help any audience members. <laughs> Wielding the whip with joy, and the boots are uh, a joy. You've got to go on just to see the boots, Frank. Frank, Frank, Frank I suppose they're yours. No. Oh. I got on Facebook the other day that I'm practically the warm-up act for kinky boots, so, you know. <laughs> Terrific. Okay, the uh, all-important thing then, uh, when's it on? We know where it's on, because it's on at the uh, Centenary Centre in Peel. Uh, when is it on? How many shows, and how do people get tickets? So we have um, a show this coming Friday on the 12th and then we've got a sh two shows next weekend, Friday the 19th and Friday the 20th. Tickets are on sale via the Centenary Centre website or direct at www.etickets.im slash cc. Terrific. Well, um, all I can say is uh, break a leg or maybe I should say break a f***ing leg, I suppose. <laughs> you can, you definitely you can. can. Yeah. <laughs> Tickets are selling fast, but are still available. It's adults only. Remember, grab them while you can. It's worth it just to see some of the costumes. And yes, the Smetana of Smut, Mark Britton, is indeed featured as usual. Now, from the ridiculous to the sublime. We always like to feature a little of each year's Cleveland medal winner here on Manx Radio, given the history of the award and the importance of the Guild to the island's artistic scene over several generations. It would seem remiss not to... But due to programming restrictions, it's not been possible hitherto, so let's remedy that right now and allow Mrs Guild herself, Manx Radio's Judith Lay, to introduce it. The Cleveland Medal in this, its 100th anniversary year, goes to Debbie Gooding. And uh, Debbie was accompanied by Frank Woolley. And let's listen now to part of her winning performance. This is Debbie singing Nocturne. Great days fall, but my grief. 
What a beautiful voice. Judith's is nice too. And the Cleveland Medal winners over the years, of course, form a who's who of some of the best singers the Isle of Man has ever produced. Long may it and they continue. Now we'll stay with St Jude for the last couple of minutes of the programme as just as I was putting the programme together I heard from her to say that she was in Liverpool currently ahead of some small musical event of their own over there in Liverpool this weekend. What's it called? Oh, I remember, the Eurovision Song Contest. After being in the doldrums for several years, the format seems to have a new lease of life and there's been huge excitement over Eurovision this year and the fact Liverpool is staging this year's extravaganza on behalf of Ukraine. I thought we might finish with a little taster of the event from Jude, who spoke to a lady who has quite a strong link with the Isle of Man. Now, Joanne and I have just discovered a lovely link, and it's Robert Owen House, because you work for the Liverpool Heart and Chest Hospital, don't you, Joanne? Yeah, I'm one of the senior nurses at Liverpool Heart and Chest Hospital, so I've been over to the Isle of Man quite a few times fundraising for the Robert Owen House. And a particular friend of yours there was a lady that we lost too soon, but did a wonderful, wonderful amount of fundraising, and that was Glenda? Corkish, yeah. yeah so I still meet all the family now and again when I come over as well, but yes. Well, it's good to know that you do still come over to us. Now, Joanne, you're here stopping people and encouraging them to get a blood pressure test which is so important but last night you were actually in the arena weren't you i was yes we managed to get tickets for um, one of the semi-final previews and it was the most fantastic experience met lots of wonderful people from all over the globe and just really really enjoyed the show my favorite was certainly moldova which was a bit of a different one and i also enjoyed the swedish entry as well it was very good so those are the two that you'll be looking forward to seeing how they do when we get to the weekend. Yeah, obviously the UK as well, um, but yes, yeah, certainly those two as well. And what about the atmosphere? It was a preview. Was it with the same kind of excitement? I think the atmosphere was as good as it will be on the final. The whole of Liverpool just came together and just really, really enjoyed the night. Um, it was full of laughter, full of fun, lots of screaming and dancing. And the atmosphere outside of Liverpool, across the streets, um, it's just fantastic for the Eurovision this year. Really coming together to support Ukraine. As the slogan says, united by music. Yes, very much so. Lots of blue and yellow all across the city at the moment. And what will you be doing on Saturday night, Joanne? I'm, I'm having a party in my house where all my family and friends are getting dressed up as a country each and they have to bring food or drink from the country in which they've picked out of the hat. I'll be dressing as Germany. I was born in Germany. My dad was in the army. Um, so yes, yeah, so me and my husband are both going as German. Excellent. Well, have a wonderful night, Joanne. Thank you so much oh, for talking to me. You're very welcome. Thanks Thank a lot. you. Joanne Shaw talking to Manx Radio's own Judith Lay at Eurovision 23. And if you're over for the finals this weekend, with or without a ticket, they're like gold dust, I'm told. I'm sure that lots of Manxies are there, though. Hope you have a great time. That's about it this week. Don't forget, if you want to hear anything again, go to manxradio.com, download the Spotlight podcast, listen where and when you want. Why not try it whilst watching Eurovision with the volume turned down? See you next week. Look after yourselves and whatever you're doing, be creative about it. Cheerio.